Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Faster Masters Rowing Radio, where having a rowing coach only makes you better and following a program gives you a true pathway to becoming a confident rower who's respected by your peers. You can become the athlete you want to row with. And today we're talking winter rowing and winter clothing. What do you wear so that you stay warm, you're sufficient for whatever the weather conditions are going to be, and right at the end, we're going to talk about how to take your kit off in the boat without worrying that you're going to tip in the water. I'm Rebecca Caro, <laughs> and I'm joined by Marlene Royal. Hello, Rebecca, and hello to our audience who may be moving into winter rowing. Well, this is true, of course. I have to remember that here, we're, I, we had a really cold morning this morning, so it's springtime, and we have quite variable weather, and it was pretty chilly. And I was in the bow seat of the eight, and the somebody said to me, I hope you've got enough clothes on. It's going to be chilly up there. Ah, you're breaking the wind, right? But not breaking wind. I think that means something else, but it, they used to call it ice breaking. <laughs> you're, you're plowing your way through the air currents of coolness. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're, you're, everyone's drafting behind you. Whereas, uh, yeah, we're getting into some chilly mornings too. Tomorrow, um, we've got zero, which is you know, 32 degrees for those thinking in Fahrenheit. So it's a little nippy. Once the sun comes up, it's okay. It changes quite a bit. But, you know, there is that time when it, the sun is still a little bit low. Yeah, it was seven for us this morning. So winter rowing typically brings a couple of things. You know, firstly, you will be rowing in the dark or in poor light conditions. So there are some considerations there. Secondly, as Marlene's carefully explained, the temperatures can be quite variable. So, you know, the sun comes up and it can rise four or five degrees really, really quickly. Um, and that makes a real difference to how you prepare yourself. So athletically, rowing in, you want to be able to move freely, you want to feel that you have sufficient body temperature so that you're not discomforted. So you neither want to be too hot nor too cold. Speaking for myself, my body is extremely good at keeping the core warm. So, you know, your torso, your heart, your lungs, you know, your core organs. My body is just brilliant at that. And it is really pathetic at keeping my extremities warm. So mm. I get cold fingers, cold toes, cold nose. And then when you come off the water and I'm in the shower, I realize I've got a cold bum as well. It's mm. like significantly colder than like my lower back. And so understanding your own personal, you know, physiology, I suppose, helps you to choose what you should be wearing for winter rowing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everybody's body responds different to cold and heat. And for example, um, if we go back to the Tokyo Olympics, listening to Adam Creek's podcast, and, you know, he interviewed athletes who were getting ready for Tokyo, and the, the Canadian athletes had actually undergone a lot of testing to see how they responded to heat so that they could figure out in a team boat, like how they were going to do a warm up because some would warm up really fast. Other people would warm up really slowly, even though they were in high temperature. So 
um, you know, that can be a, a significant factor if you're doing fall racing and you're in a team boat and you have to warm up and some people need 40, 45 minutes to warm up and other people are really warm in 20 minutes, right? So, yeah. so what you wear and how you peel it off becomes a significant factor if you've all got to start the race at the same time. Yeah, and I'm sure everybody has, you know, some favorite items of clothing. So the general rule for winter clothing is layers. So you want to have multiple layers that you can take off or put back on. And before we go into the deep detail of that, the important thing when you're taking things off and you put them in the bottom of the boat is that they should stay dry. Wet clothing makes you chilled, you know, not hypothermic, but it significantly cools your body much more and much faster than you might think. So if you have a hatch cover and you can feed clothing down under the deck and then seal the hatch, that's great. I used to row just with an old-fashioned plastic bag. Nowadays, of course, you probably have um, one of those dry bags where you can just roll the top down and clip the ends together so they stay dry. And finding a good place to put your gear, whether it's under your calves or beyond your foot stretcher, is also important. I personally like putting it beyond my foot stretcher so then it's it doesn't kind of rattle around but I also have one water bottle which is metal and that rattles and then I like to wrap a t-shirt around it so that it doesn't clunk around yeah, so yeah I will yeah. often stuff the bottom with my clothes and then place the water bottle on top so it's like just peeking out beyond my toes so I can reach it easily but it's not like sometimes you find they drop right down behind your foot stretch. Yeah. And if you can't reach forward and like get your arm over your shoes to get them. And you have to kind of try and feed them out under your heels, which is comical, I think. Yes, yes. Not easy sometimes, but you know, you definitely don't want your valuable water down there. I, I personally, I'll give everybody a little hint. I use a, a, a cognac bottle. <laughs> you cognac. know, one of those, well, you know, one of those flat, one. one of those flat, bottles from cognac that you could put in your back pocket that's what I use as my water bottle because then it just lays on top of my dry bag and it doesn't roll around you know or if you're if you're biking or something you can put it in your fanny pack and it fits against your back or, or your skiing fits against your back and um, you know it's just it I do it for the shape but but Sometimes my student thinks it looks kind of funny that I'm <laughs> taking some water out of my my brandy bottle. <laughs> so. You could just use a hip flask, which is similarly shaped, isn't it? It's just got a little curve and it'll lie flat. Yeah. I yeah. suppose the little curve will go on the bottom of the, the hull. Yeah, and, something, and... but it's something that's flat, you know, something that's flat. So it, does, it isn't going to roll around. That's right. Really, really useful. And I have seen people with this, so, you know, the bicycle water bottle mount and they put it like behind them on the V splash. Yeah, I personally yeah. think that's a little clumsy, but I've never felt motivated to particularly use that myself. Yeah, well, I think um, some of the newer Philippis actually have a, a, a like a hex key in the bottom of the boat that you can put that bicycle water bottle holder yeah, on. Okay. So it's kind of under your, it's kind of under the deck a little bit. Like the deck is carved out and, and it's actually sort of like you reach under your seat and you can take the bottle that way. So it doesn't roll around. It actually clips right in. Sensible. 
Cece says she uses a collapsible silicon bottle that's soft and it shrinks as you drink. Well, that's sensible. It's like those camel packs. And she attaches it to a carabiner so it can attach to anything in the boat. Pretty sensible. Now, for winter clothing, for myself, my winter clothing plan starts when I'm getting out of bed. I do not have a heated bedroom. And so when I peek my nose above the sheets, I know what the air temperature is like in the house. And I can make an estimate as to how much lower it's going to be outside. And so I wear what I am going to wear when I'm first in the boat and it's at its coldest and I'm at my coldest. So I will typically choose... Um, I'll always have the same base. It'll always be either shorts or an all-in-one. Sorry, that's trow or a uni suit for us foreigners. Um, and I'll quite often have the T-shirt over the top, not underneath the uni suit. Then I may add leggings. I'll usually have a long sleeve. If it's not so cold, it'll be made of cotton. If it is cold, it'll be thermal. And I have a couple of grades. So I like to have one that is super warm like if I get cold I have my blue one with a white stripe down the sleeve that is the warmest one I have I didn't buy it as a super warm one but it, it happens to be warmer um, and then if I know that it's going to be really really cold I can then put a thermal um, a, a cotton one on top of that and then I have a gilet and then I also have a splash proof jacket and then on my head and my neck I have a little tube uh, which is just a, a cotton ski tube, which I wear. It uh, was given to me by the women's eight head of the river race. If anybody uh, did it a few years ago, they gave them to all the competitors for, I think it was the 50th race. And then I'll have a woolly hat. And sometimes I'll have a cap as well so that I can take the woolly hat off and put the cap on. And then I may wear gloves as well. So I might have cycling gloves, which are light. And I use those more for blister prevention. Or I may have um, shooting mitts. I don't use pogies much, but I have them. So there's quite a few people who have different tips. So that's me starting out. And from my feet, if it's not too cold, I just have athletic short socks. And it gets super cold. I have thermal socks. And then I have waterproof socks, which were a gift from the nice lady from Swift because I, I booked a vacation. We went on a, a touring rowing holiday in the Marlborough Sounds. And they are really warm and they're waterproof. And I try and make sure that everything tucks inside something else. So I'll have my, my T-shirt and then the trousers will draw up over the T-shirt, the leggings. And then the long sleeve will go down over the trousers. So you've got like a triple layer there of overlap, particularly important for me on my lower back because that's where the cold air gets in. Charles Adams reckons he wears a flat cap and nothing else because he's in the north of England. So for those who aren't from Great Britain, there's a long standing joke, which is the further north you go, the fewer clothes they wear for a Saturday night out. Like they will go out in Glasgow, Newcastle. I've seen this with my own eyes without a coat, with bare legs, girls with super short skirts and high heels. They may not even have a jacket and they just... Don't feel the cold like us poor, weak, soft Southerners. So, Charles, <laughs> glad you've got a thermal flat cap. <laughs> well, I'm kind of similar. I have a, I usually start with, I have a, a base later. I have a, um, actually, it's a shirt that I, I got from JL quite a long time ago. Um, it's, it's a bamboo underlayer. So it's made mm -hmm. of bamboo. 
It's a short sleeve shirt, but it also has a high, it, it's not a turtleneck, but it's got a high neck. So when it, when it's quite cold, you know, I'll tend to, the bamboo shirt will be the base layer. And then I go to a long sleeve the same way, um, depending how cold it is, it would be either a cotton thin long sleeve or an insulated long sleeve. And then I go for something that's like a, a pretty snug vest. Yeah. So it could be a, a fleece vest. It might be a splash vest. It might just be a wind. Sometimes if it's not that cold, it might be just a windbreaker vest, but I'll go for a vest. And then, then if I need that splash jacket over the top, um, I'll put, I'll put that over the top because that's an easy layer to, to peel off. And, um, also, um, if I need to, I, I usually always wear wool socks. If it, even if it's not that cold, I wear wool socks for sure. And if I do need to peel that outer layer off, I'll take it off and then I'll put it over my feet like huh. a blanket. I good put plan. it right over my foot stretchers. Like in the That's old... good because it keeps you, it's like a scarf for yeah, your feet. exactly. I mean, in the, in the old, I should say in the old days in Boston, when we used to have to row in early December, we would actually take our sweatshirt or a little fleece blanket and we used to just tuck it right over our feet and just cover our whole, cover our whole foot stretcher so that our feet stayed warm i got a great thing when my mum died i had a, i had the unenviable job of, of clearing out her wardrobe and her chest of drawers and in her underwear drawer i found she had silk underwear and so i now have a v-neck and a singlet in beautiful white silk and that's very much like your base layer super warm yeah really, silk is wonderful really absolutely if you can get a silk long sleeve that's a great base layer yeah. or merino new zealand merino mm -hmm. uh, although mine i have had various merino tops i've had a long sleeve for a long time which sadly bit the dust eventually and now i have a short sleeve and they ladder terribly you the the, the fibers are so fine that i think you probably should wash them in a laundry bag because just the action of being in a washing machine and you get a tiny little hole and then the next time you, you wash it, it's laddered like, and it, you've got six oh, inches of ladder. Yeah, yeah. But I found the solution because I went and did a search online and I found that you could just loop, loop sew up the ladder. You don't need to try and get your needle through the really, really fine, you know, knit because it's pretty challenging. It's very, very small. Um, but it, 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 it looks not particularly wonderful, but hey, it's a base layer. Who's going yeah. to see it? I mean, I mean, you know, wool, wool, merino wool is so nice, and and it's something that that you know, it's a bit of investment to buy it, but you know, again, if you buy really, I think, I think with any of these winter clothes or the base layers, you know, it they they can cost a bit to buy, <laughs> but they do last you a very very long time if you take care of them properly. They certainly do. Now, our sponsor today is the Faster Masters individual program, who's for the rower who wants to race and needs a clear focus for each practice using a tried and tested program, which will prepare you for your best possible regatta. If you know you want to race well this year, either 1K or 5K, join the most successful Masters program and see the difference in your rowing. I recently had an email from a fine gentleman who sadly is being relocated to China for his work uh, and being behind the great Chinese firewall. He was explaining to me how he had had the most successful season he had ever had in his life, coming back to rowing after a significant break. And he had done races in doubles, 
pairs, fours, and he had even got back into his single and just couldn't believe the amount of success that he'd had. And that was all off the Faster Masters individual program. So we look forward to welcoming you. Just go to fastermastersrowing.com forward slash join. Now, a few of you will know if you were in uh, our newsletter list that we have opened a rowing clothing store with JL. And it's got all the things you'd expect, shirts, trousers, leggings, shorts, everything. But I particularly wanted to draw attention to the winter weight long sleeve tech shirt, which they have designed for us firstly in black. So we have it in black for women and black for men. And then this aqua blue color, uh, because we thought that that would be appropriate for rowing in poor light conditions. It would be a lighter color and so easier to see. But we were misinformed. And people, our listeners told us that it's not good enough and they need fluorescent colors. And so just yesterday, the nice people at JL have raced out a fluorescent yellow version of the long sleeve tech shirt. It has the Faster Masters logo on the breast and a little JL logo. Um, but we very much hope that this will be a really suitable thing for you to add to your winter rowing gear. We've also got other fun things in the store. So there's a performance quarter zip, which is could be worn in the water or on the bank. We also have jackets. Um, there's the full zip scallop jacket. And for the men, it's called the soft shell jacket, but they're quite similar in weight. And then we have, uh, for wearing on the bank, the active hoodie. And we have both dry wick and thermal weight tights. And I will say the JL thermo tights are super. I have a black pair that I have had for years and they're a go-to for me. And then we have a shorter pair of leggings called Pocket Capri, only for women. And then the regular, um, they're called extended Luke's leggings. Not quite sure why. And some warm-up pants as well, which are much more simple. They're just black with um, a, one stripe of piping in aqua down your leg. In addition, the turtle shell vest is obviously a staple that... Uh, JL introduced because Jolene, the lady who founded the company, used to bike. And on her bicycle, she got a very cold back. So the idea of the fleece lined back to uh, an open, show, a sleeveless jacket uh, was born. And this they call it their turtle shell. Um, and they have it in, the, we've got it in a heavyweight, um, ready for your winter wear as well as pogies, actually, which I have a particular fondness for pogies. I just think they're the most wonderful, weird gear that Rowan has ever invented. <laughs> I have pogies, but you know what? I don't use them. And and here's here's my little hack is I, I like to take fleece socks and I just cut a little hole in one in the fleece socks so that if I want to put them over the oar, I can put my hands in. And if I want to just wear them and let my thumb stick out, I can just wear them. So, or like like long gloves over your wrist. So yeah, they, I just I mean, I actually, yeah. I just put my hand in the fleece sock, and I can either keep my thumb in or stick it out. But strangely mm. enough, it's it because it's tight fitting. Mm. 
you know, it's actually it's actually fairly comfortable to use on the or handle versus like I have a pair of pogies like that, which I slip over. That's right, but then I find like I have to struggle to get my hand in and out all the time whenever the I have to second, do Yeah, putting the second hand is difficult in a single. So here's a, a sweet pogey, which has a, a tube and it has a hole at both ends so that you can, this is for your inside hand so that you slide it up the or handle. That's um, much, I think in sweet, it's much easier to wear to get your hand in and out. I also use these, which are shooting mitts. And these are yeah designed to be able to shoot a gun. <laughs> um, and they come from hunting, shooting and fishing shops. And they have this, um, uh, it's a sheepskin back to your hand and, and a wrist sleeve. And then it has these little straps that go across your middle fingers and around your thumb. So your palm is still open. And again, I do not quite understand why your fingers stay warm when the back of your hand is the only thing that's covered by the uh, mitt, but they do work. And thanks to my friend Pip who recommended those. Yes, two. actually, you know what? I have a pair of those as well and, and they really do work. And except mine are, mine are gloves. Oh. They're just like that, except they're gloves, but they have a slit. And so you can put, put your fingers in or you can put your fingers out like you have it. And, um, yeah, they do. They do really work well. But um, I think, you know, avoiding avoiding the baggy material. Um, when I when I was a, a competitive athlete in university, um, everybody used to knit when we were going on long, you know, when we were going on long road trips and things, we all used to knit. And, and in New England, everybody uses ragwool to knit ragwool sweaters. And I designed uh, ragwool pogies and I used to knit the pogies and they actually worked quite well because they you could slide them on the oar but they were very snug and yeah. if it was raining out or you had to race in the rain I used to wear them even rowing in the uh, racing in the rain because it would keep your oar handles dry but That's but cool. they were snug yeah, like they were snug like a mitten yeah and yeah, uh, yeah. I might great. have to I might have to get back to that in all my free time obviously yeah yeah exactly because you don't you don't spend any time traveling nowadays you're always you just walk out your back door and there's the lake exactly i want to show you here is the singlet i hope you can see that mm -hmm. um which is the women's one it has quite a high back with a sort of a single back strap what do you call those alternate no it's not alternate because it goes down your no, back anyway. um a racerback 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 thank you um but it's very lightweight fabric and um i quite like the the stripe pattern and then i then also got the matching all-in-one row suit pretty much the same idea the uh the stripes go right the way down your sides and i bought shorts and the shorts come up just a little bit on the small side so the shorts have the stripe just down your leg, but I found that they're snug and they're absolutely fine for me. But a couple of people reported that they wish they'd got a size larger. So do check the sizing before you purchase. And for women particularly, the um, if you're a little bit, if you've got good hips, I would say go up a size on, on average. Um, the last thing I want to show is the splash jacket. So Marlene and I both bought the splash jackets and these have been absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. The cuff has a tight kind of 
I don't know, it's not neoprene, but it's a sort of really snug cuff and it sits really neatly around your wrist, but the, the jacket is much wider. And they've got these double stitch seams, which are good for making sure that water doesn't you know, bleed through. It's not waterproof, it is showerproof, but I have only once had to wear it in a situation where it's been really, I wished I had you know, had a, a more waterproof jacket. It has this vent up the back, you can probably see that's white, um, so that you get a little bit of breathability and it has um, it has a detachable hood. And I've actually, they have drawstrings with little toggles on the hood. And I've pulled these right up and tucked them right under my chin <laughs> when I had a, it was a particularly nasty uh, rainy day. Um, and that worked really well because um, it meant that I felt like I was still enclosed and I wasn't going to get that nasty water dribbling down the back of my neck feeling. Oh, that's that's the pits or down your arm. That That's even oh. worse, I think. But I, actually, I, I had my... You lift the boat out of the water. That's goes, you yeah, that's awful. And uh, you can quote me on that. Uh, but yeah, I had mine on in the launch today. I actually, I my experience is for the women's sizing, um, I know for me, the women's, the sizing chart for women's upper body fit me absolutely normally. Whereas for the women's sizing lower body, I would recommend going up a size. Um, mm. But I think people should check also because some of the tights might be women's or men's and some might they be are. unisex. So for the unisex sizes, I found the chart matched me perfectly because it has the measurements of how to measure. So I found the unisex worked fine. The women's sizing lower body go up one. And I've got the T-shirt on too. Oh, so, so you have. Yeah, nice. This is the T-shirt which has the same, the same yeah. colors down the side. And, um, nice one. But the, the, the vests, I love JL's vests because they fit, they fit really snugly. And they keep they they definitely keep you warm, and you can put that splash jacket on the outside or another windproof jacket on the outside. I find for myself when the temperature is a little uncertain, I don't know how hot I'm going to get when I'm rowing. Having a sleeveless warm jacket, I can even go bare arms and right. bare legs, and keeping my torso warm works extremely well. And that's a very good sort of shoulder season thing to wear where mm -hmm. you don't want to have a thermal long sleeve and you don't want necessarily to be wearing leggings. Um, so for me, I, I find those are really good um, at, at that, that sort of time of year. And so experiment, you know, try not wearing a long sleeve, have it with you if you think you might need to put it on. Um, but I've been learning a little bit about aging. And one of the things that apparently is good for your body cells is to make them work harder by keeping them a little bit cold so all of those lunatics who used to take cold showers and things they were they were onto something and so i sit there well this morning we warmed up in fours in the eight so i had our four went first so i was fine i got in the boat and we rode away but then i had to sit still while stern four were doing their warm-up and i just comforted myself that even though i was feeling a little chilly it was good for my aging body to make my little cells work hard. <laughs> make sure they're activating. Exactly. And yes. well, hey, it's a, it's it's temporary. I knew I was going to be you know rowing again in a few minutes. Well, and and also don't forget wearing like you mentioned you wear a wool hat. You know, wearing a hat. Um, again, this is something we see with cross country skiers. Some people can wear a hat and have their ears wide open. 
Other need, other people need to cover their ears to be warm. So you might be a person who needs to just cover their ears, which you could even use like little cross country, little thin, they're like, um, oh, I don't know, little thin fleece earmuffs. If you oh, don't yeah. feel like you need a whole hat, but you want to keep your ears warm or you've got glasses and you want your ears to be warm, a little like little Swix earmuffs are good. Um, or, or just wear, wear a thin hat, you know, when in doubt you're, you're keeping your head warm is going to keep you warm most of the time. Interesting. Yeah. My best hat is a thin fleece hat and my super warm hat for when it's really cold is actually a woolen hat, but it has a fleece band that mm -hmm. just goes around your forehead and that makes a significant difference. So yeah, that, that's definitely, definitely an important thing is not letting you, you know, no matter how cold it is, you know, or when it's bumper temperature, you know, it's a little mm. bit in between. You could wear thinner layers on your body, but wear, wear a hat. And then you probably won't need like a heavier outer jacket. Yeah, that's true. If anyone is considering buying from the JL store, it's only open until the 10th of October. So um, pull your finger out, get active. Um, and if you happen to be listening from New Zealand, Put your order in with me. I will aggregate the order and organize local shipping um, because obviously being on the other side of the world, it isn't uh, the cheapest. So that's Monday. Yeah. Yeah, that is Monday. I'll send out another email maybe later today to remind people just as a quick kind of, hey, if you wanted one of those fluoro long sleeves or obviously all the other wonderful stuff. Now, let's talk about how to take kit off in the boat specifically. Let's be clear. We're talking pairs or single skulls here because you might feel somewhat vulnerable. Now, the confident sculler stops rowing, eases, puts the blades flat on the water and then lifts their shirt right off over the top of their head. Some men I notice particularly pull up from the back and they'll pull it over the over their head men men take shirts off really differently than women I, yeah, I don't yeah know they do. maybe it's short hair i don't know i always think i'm gonna lose my hat and my ponytail band or my sunglasses when i do that but anyway however if you feel a little vulnerable doing that here are some alternatives the first thing is to know how to wedge your skull handles or your sweep handles so that you can free up both hands and you do this by rolling forwards to half slide and hold your handles next to your body so that when your knees are half bent, your skull is between your thigh and your, and your body. And you can then put your arms over the top of the oar handles or skull handles. And even if the boat wobbles up and down a bit, they're trapped under your arm. So they will not allow you to flip because they're at 90 degrees to the boat, they're super stable, and you can get yourself into a position there where you can actually use both hands for whatever it is you're doing. You might be fixing up your foot stretcher. Once you know that, you should begin to feel a little bit more confident in taking your gear off. Having said that, there are some nice gentle ways of doing it where you can feel more in control. So one way for a long sleeve shirt, particularly if you have one that is somewhat tight fitting, is to start by pulling one hand and getting your elbow out. Keep Leave the cuff around your wrist 
So if you can get your elbow out of the bottom of the shirt, then you can pull the wrist cuff over your hand without the shirt going inside out. And then you've then got one hand which can then hold the oars if you feel you need to, but then do the other arm and then lastly take it off over your head so that you do it one arm at a time so that you've got plenty of time and you can stay sitting balanced in the boat. The other thing which I have seen done uh, with leggings is undo the string around the waist and then shuffle it off your bum and then just roll it down and leave it around your ankles. <laughs> it works. You don't have to take your feet out of the shoes. If you do have a mishap and you tip, it it won't it won't help won't prevent you getting your feet out of your shoes. You may need to pull one leg off, you know, if you are in the water. Um, but that that works for me quite well. So you get a little bit of um, you know, exposed flesh into the air, um, cool you down a little bit. What's your best tip? Well, actually, I, I never did the lower body thing. I've never done that in the boat. But there are, for example, cross-country ski warm-up pants that you can buy that have a full zipper. So you can actually, they've got a two-way zipper. So you can actually unzip them all the way up to your waist and, and peel them off on both sides. So if it's really cold, they're, they're a little bit like wind pants. So that could be yeah. an alternative. Um, if I need to take, I think the, the one arm jiggling around, if somebody thinks they have to do that, a full zip jacket is probably easier because you can unzip that. You don't have to pull it over your head. You can unzip the jacket, take one arm out, then change yeah. your hands on your arm handle, take the other hand out. Um, if I need to take something off over my head, I actually butt my oar handles together end to end, like sitting at oh. the finished position. Mm -hmm. I butt my oar handles together, lift my shirt up, and then I lean against them. And oh, then, cool. I, then I take it off like that. So you get a bit of tension. I like that. Yeah. So, so, I mean, they're actually like together, so you can put weight against it and then, but you have to lift your shirt up first yeah, and put it underneath and then, but then you can use two hands and oh. take your, take your shirt off. So that's, that's another way that as long as you keep your weight forward, you'll, yeah. you'll hold them against the oar lock. So that, that can, that yeah, can yeah, absolutely. Uh, Cece says, you need to suggest to kit makers to make leggings that unzip across the thighs, like hiking pants that convert to shorts. There's an idea. I have to yeah, say, yeah. it's blooming fiddly getting them back on again. Taking them off, less of a problem. But, you know, trying to thread that zipper. I did used to have a pair, and I wore and wore and wore them. They were great. Um, in fact, I think they had two lots of zips. I think they had, like, a mid-calf one, so they could, like, be three-quarter length. Right. Um, I would I would do a, some kind of a vertical zipper, though. You know what I mean? Like like a, yeah. like ski pants. Right. It's a it's a zipper up the side. That's right. So you don't have to you actually open off. the pants right up, you know, so you can you sort yeah. of unzip them and just take them off. Right. So yeah. how good's your Spanish? I think this says in winter, always wear leggings. Yes. Sobre todo en mi ciudad, in my city, it's, it's very, very cold. Free or cold. Thank you. See, I only did Italian. I just have to sort of guess at that intersection between Italian and French, which I know both a bit, one word better than the other. And speaking speaking Italian with a Spanish accent doesn't help comprehension. I'd just like to point that out to anyone but who fria, doesn't in Greek, fria, In Greek, it's frio. And, uh, oh, yeah, frio. frio. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you. Luisa, nice to, nice to have you with us all the way from sunny Spain. 
any last tips or bits of advice about our winter clothing? Leia, Leia, I would Leia. say always over, bring over, spare kit. Yeah, I was going to say overdress versus underdress, but but I think having your your waterproof bag, keeping stuff dry. You know, it's no good to take your take your jacket off and put it in the bottom of the boat and get it all wet and then have to put it back on again. So, so that, that that is that is definitely not advised. Now, if anything you have listened to today has been helpful, please consider joining the Faster Masters podcast supporters. We have a private chat inside the Faster Masters rowing app that is just for podcast supporters, and they get little tidbits of extras there, which we don't give to other people because not only do we value you hugely, our supporters, um, we want to give you extras, not just the same as everybody else. So consider donating. Uh, the donations start from $1 a month and it's fastermastersrowing.com forward slash podcast. So this has been Faster Masters Rowing Radio, the show dedicated to supporting all Masters athletes who want fun, fitness and confidence in their rowing. You can become a student of the sport by getting a Faster Masters Rowing program today at fastermastersrowing.com forward slash join. Till next time. Bye-bye.